Welcome to the Unique Mums Podcast. My name's Anna, and I'm a wife, mum, author, blogger, and Jesus follower, bringing you biblical truth, devotions, and encouragement so you can find joy, purpose, and hope as you navigate through motherhood, one cold cup of coffee at a time. You can find the episode show notes, free devotions, and a lot more information at uniquemums.co.uk. Hello, Mum. Welcome back to the Unique Mums show. And we're doing a series on slow living at the moment. And I'm really enjoying doing this series because slow living is one of those things that some people have very strange ideas about. For example, some people would think of slow living as something that's more of a luxury for people that are retired or something like this. But in fact, slow living isn't really about not having work or not having things to do. Rather, it's about aligning our schedules to the things that are important in our lives, to the priorities that God has given us. And slow living is a really beautiful thing. And it means that you actually have time for what matters most. So, yes, slow living is actually the lifestyle that Jesus had. So, Jesus was busy, we know that. He was in demand. Uh, He was an itinerant rabbi. But Jesus also spent time doing several things that helped him to live in a meaningful way and to do things intentionally. So, he spent time in silence and solitude. So, he went to desolate places and prayed to the Father. Jesus made time for people, and we see that across the Gospels, how he dealt really well with interruptions, and he spent time with people. He wasn't rushing around, and he lived a life of purposeful work and blessed rest in God. So we see this wonderful balance in his life of uh, working in God's kingdom, and at the same time, we have all these stories in the Gospels of how he rested as well. So he rested in the sense that he spent time with God. And we also see him having meals with friends. And so you can just read the Gospels and see how Jesus had this beautiful life of, of doing both things and living meaningfully and intentionally. And I want to become more like Jesus, so I hope you're with me on that, that you too want to become like Jesus. And the key to living the Jesus way, then, is to live according to the priorities that God has for us. So not to hustle around, not to try to end all the world's problems around us, and not try to be everything to everyone. So as women, sometimes we can live under this kind of guilt that we need to do everything for everyone, that we need to be there for everyone at every moment of the day. But the truth is God has a specific calling for each one of us, and we can't do everything for everyone. What we do is our part, what God wants us to do. And so, yes, we need to prioritize And we need to focus on the things that God has given us to steward and the people in our lives. So our husbands, our children, our ministry and our work. So creating time for margin. So this idea of margin, of having time to do things. They're not being like completely without uh, any wiggle room. So having margin, having time to actually accomplish things won't happen just because we want it to happen. We need to do several things to help us. 
So the first thing that we can do to help us in this area of slowing down is to prioritize time with God. And this can happen when we begin each day by setting aside time for prayer and for reading the Bible. So a lot of Christians call this a quiet time. And in fact, I do believe that God does want us to have a time of quiet in the sense that we don't have distractions and we don't have other kind of noise going on, which is very easy nowadays, like with our phones and uh, technology in general. It's very easy for our lives to be always full of noise, and so having a time of quiet, like Jesus did as well, of silence, of solitude, time alone with the Father is really important. And this intentional focus on God will actually help us to grow in the knowledge of who God is, and then it will also help us to discern His will for our lives. So uh, as mums, it's not always easy to have a time of quiet, so I get that. I'm at a stage in my motherhood in which I can because my children, they get up early, but they don't get up too early, and they do stay in their rooms. So we've taught them to stay in their rooms up to a certain time of the morning. So yeah, that enables me to just go into our living room. I go quite early in the morning, and then I just spend time reading the Word and praying. But if you have very young children, it might not be possible for this to happen like really early in the morning, this time of quiet. It could be like a nap time later in the day. Or it could be that you'll need to do something like actually get out of the house and take turns with your husband or something. And for me personally, I really like doing something which is now and then I'll go for a walk in nature as well. And then that's the time that I'll have for just having that time of quiet and prayer. And yes, so if you have younger children, there may may be some different ways of doing this. It could be waking up earlier, it could be nap time, it could be going out of the house, or it could be that you just do like a short devotion in the morning and then do a longer time of quiet later in the day. So whatever works for you and your situation, the important thing is to try really to spend a time praying and reading and have it like as a distraction-free time if possible. But obviously this is, we have, we're under God's grace, and this isn't about some kind of rule or anything, it's just something that will help us to slow down and to really spend time with God and to listen to His voice and to allow Him to work in our lives. And That's usually better done away from distractions, as we know. Okay, so the second point I have here is to evaluate and align your schedule. So a way for us to create more margin in our lives, more breathing room, is to evaluate our schedules, to look at how we actually spend our time, and identify which activities might need more of our time in this season of our lives. For example, it could be that our children need a bit more of our time or even things that we might need to be more involved with church. But also to evaluate which activities are consuming too much time and distracting us from our walk with God and his purposes for our life. And so there could be several things that we're doing, like in our day, just little things that maybe we think, ah, well, that doesn't take long. But altogether, they actually do take up a lot of time. So it's very important that we set clear goals and then establish a kind of schedule. And that schedule or that routine will include specific uh, slots, time slots for activities, such as, for example, gathering with the church, having small groups, 
volunteering, spending time with our children, time alone with God. And in my, my experience, it actually helps if we write these things down. So, for example, once a week, I'm going to be involved in the Bible study at church. So having that like set down or twice a week, I'm going to go for a prayer walk or whatever it is that God is calling you to do in terms of ministry, in terms of church, in terms of work, in terms of family life. It's just important to write these things down. And actually, I did something like this recently where I was evaluating how I was spending my time because I just felt God showing me that there were some things that needed to change in in my days. And one of the things that I actually did was that I cut out a lot of social media that I was doing. So actually, at the moment, I don't have social media apps on my phone because I just found they were using up a lot of time. And uh, when my children came back from school, I was also usually quite busy trying to do different things with work and email and different things. And I just felt God challenged me to spend more time helping them with their schoolwork and just trying to be there a bit more for them in that time. And also God has been speaking to me about spending more time in prayer with my husband. So sometimes in the evenings and uh, also being missional. So these are the things that God has been calling me uh, specifically to do. And being missional with other people is something that's really important. So actually after school now and then meeting up with someone at the park or meeting up with someone for coffee, even though I'm self-employed. So obviously I'm a, I'm a writer, I'm an indie writer and I create content and I'm also an English teacher. My schedule can get really busy if I'm not careful and I can do a lot, especially when it comes to like more marketing type things or admin, that kind of thing. And uh, God really challenged me to trust in him about those things. Obviously, I do still spend time on those things, but not to do them like in a kind of thing of hustle that I need to do this and I need to do that rather what is God also calling me to do specifically with the people he's placed in my life and that's my husband my children and how I can be missional with the people around me so with our neighbors and with friends as well okay so number three in this area of creating more breathing room is obviously saying no to non-essential commitments so we need to learn to discern between some opportunities that come our way that align with God's specific will for our life and those that don't so sometimes we will be uh, given certain opportunities like to do certain it could be like projects or ministry related things even but if we want to live a slower life more intentional we need to understand what the things that God has given us that are overarching priorities so that would be God our family our jobs or work which things are seasonal. So there could be certain things in our life that God has called us to do for a specific season. And then which things that we need to let go of and or not accept even. So kind of projects or commitments that might sound really interesting and God and good in themselves, but maybe that we shouldn't accept just because if we do them, they're going to take more of our time and maybe distract us from the very specific things that God has called us to do. So this is quite a challenging thing because this means saying no 
at times. And also, as I was saying before, in the evaluating our schedule, we also have to realize when there are things in our lives that are no longer God's will for that specific season of our lives as well. Okay, and then number four is practice Sabbath and rest. Okay, so Sabbath is about rest, but I'm going to break these into two different things because one thing is the concept of Sabbath, which emphasizes setting aside a dedicated day each week for rest, for worship, and delight in God. So I talked about this in another episode, but basically me and my family started doing this a few months ago in a more intentional way. So I always had in my mind an idea that, oh, well, Sunday I'll try not to do any laundry. But actually, a lot of weekends we were going from one place to the other and quite busy. So Sunday might have been a day that I wasn't exactly working on my on my writing or on my teaching, but I was, uh, at the, in the end, we were just doing several things that were quite busy. So a few months ago, we decided to start this thing of doing like a Sabbath rest. And actually, we started doing it on a Saturday because Saturday is just a day that we realize actually works best for us in terms of when we can actually slow down a bit more and when we're not involved in the local church, which is a blessing, but obviously does require a certain level of responsibility that we felt maybe wasn't the best time for kind of rest. So we decided to do our Sabbath rest on a Saturday. And basically, it's a very intentional day where we have certain guidelines that actually help us to to stop our work, to actually rest, to delight in God and to worship Him. So when we began practicing Sabbath intentionally as a family, so this was in February this year, I can actually say without exaggeration that it has actually messed with my life in a good way. So by stopping once a week, God has begun revealing to me areas of my life which I try to control instead of trusting in him. So I think for me, this is the biggest thing is this area of me wanting to control things and wanting to be always switched on. And God, through the Sabbath rest, and then showing me all of the areas, or at least up to now, the areas that I have been trying to control instead of trusting in him. So I'm still a work in progress. God is still working in me, but I can say that I've come to better understand how my entire life needs to be about abiding in Christ instead of hurrying around. So we do the Sabbath once a week, but also I think there's another important thing to mention, which is every day there's also, I believe, a precedence for a time of rest. Now, most people do this every day, but usually before bed, like you might watch a series or you might read a book or something like that. So that's important. But yeah, I think this thing of resting is not just doing things where we stop our work, but it's also about doing things that are life-giving. So for example, I wouldn't class binge-watching TV as life-giving because it's just related to addiction and also because of the content on TV nowadays. But I would say that, for example, reading a really good book or even watching a film that's like really good and wholesome and actually turns me toward God rather than 
filling me with thoughts about sin or whatever because a lot of stuff out there nowadays is really really worldly and so yes I think it's doing this every day as well finding things that are life-giving that turn us towards worship and that turn us towards like just delighting in God and trusting in him it could be walking outside in nature it could be looking out of the window like watching the birds are just having these moments throughout the day or in the evening. Okay, so now for the final point. So the number five in terms of actually creating more breathing room in our lives that I would say is really important is to embrace Christian community. So as Jesus following mamas, it's important we surround ourselves with like-minded Christians who can actually encourage us in our spiritual growth and actually hold us accountable as well. And so because we have a natural tendency towards hustle and busyness and trying to be productive all the time, it's really important that we forge relationships with other Christians who can actually like show us maybe our areas of weakness or can like just ask us like how are you doing how's it going with you how is it in this area of your life so having this accountability is important and it's important we have deep relationships as well with people in terms of actually slowing down in general because one of the main things that causes us to try and be faster and faster all the time is actually things like the fast technology that we have and activities like going from one activity to the other but when we focus more on community and relationship that actually forces us also forces us to slow down because we're spending time with people we have to adapt to their pace we have to when we want a deep relationship it doesn't just happen you need to listen to people you need to spend time with people you need to actually live life with people and so this is something that God has been challenging me about as well is this area of creating more relationship and spending time with Christians helps us in our walk with God because we often have blind spots so regarding our areas of control or uh, regarding our areas of stress and so actually being with other Christians will help us to to come to see those blind spots and also we will be able to encourage others in the areas where they might not see their kind of blind spots because we all have different strengths and weaknesses we all have different sins that we're dealing with or different struggles and so someone will help me in my blind spot and then I'll help someone else in their blind spot so we'll help each other mutually just because we're different people we have different perspectives and yes just being with us others will refine us in our walk with God as well so this is uh, what I wanted to share today about the five ways that we can actually that can actually help us to slow down how we can create margin in our lives how we can breathe and I would say the most important thing in all of this is just to surrender to God, ask him for a direction in terms of his will for our lives, what he wants us to spend our time doing, what the overarching priorities are, what he wants us to be focused on and this is one of the important things it's focus what does he want us to focus on and what are the things that perhaps we have adopted or taken on which are not 
from this deep sense of this is God's will, but rather they're just like, oh, well, that's a good thing to do. I'll do it. Or this is what everyone's doing, so I'll do it as well. Uh, I think God just wants us to take us through this process of, no, don't do what other people are doing just because it seems good or just because it seems like it's like a good activity in general. It could be something like, I don't know, posting something on Instagram or it could be something like a certain ministry opportunity even. It could be good in itself. It could be good for someone else, but it might not be God's particular will for your life. So this is the whole process of us coming to know what God's will for us is. And so that's what I'd like to encourage you to do in everything is to spend time in prayer and ask God for his direction. And it could be that it won't happen instantaneously. It could take time. But yeah, just being patient and trusting in him that that as you walk with him, as you trust in him, as you worship him, as you go back and delight in God and spend time with God, that he will start revealing to you the things that he has for your life as a Christian mum. And those things might change uh, with time as well, according to the seasons that you go through, and that's okay. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and next week I'll be back for another episode on slow living, so I look forward to that, and I hope you do too.